Blog Talk Radio. And it's not snowing. So we're here to answer all your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. So um, have, I, did it snow by you today? Because I was coming home from, the, from acupuncture and uh, sacral cranial work. And I tell you, it was like a blizzard out there for about an hour. No, it's no, it, it it was wet snow and rain last night, but uh, since it got cold, it's been good. I guess the cold front pushed through, and the wet is gone for the next few days around here. That's the prediction. And then when it gets warmer again, it'll probably be rain. Um, I mean, my I'll tell you, my driveway is a total sheet of ice. I have somebody come in and plow it, but with you know, it getting warm in the daytime, and it's still below freezing here at nighttime. Oh, my God. I mean, a sheet of ice. I don't know how I'm going to throw my garbage out tomorrow. I really don't know. I mean, Put your I... Put ice skates I, on. The what? Put your ice skates on. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to have to do that. Oh, I could just go see me flying. I left my cell phone in the house when I went out before, so I had to go back into the house and, I mean, it was only like about three feet that I had to walk, and I was like literally flying all over the place. So it's really crazy weather, but it's a novel thing that we're not going to be talking about a snowstorm that's coming in because it snows every single Tuesday night, <laughs> except tonight. keep so. people home and listening to us. Now the cold kept them home. It's, it's going to be in the teens here tonight, so it'll be in the single digits by you. So it's cold enough to keep people home and... The rest of the country isn't doing too well either. No, I know. I hear there's another storm brewing out there, but I'm just looking at the weather right now. It says about eight degrees here tonight, and it's going on Thursday. It's going down to four degrees. Ooh, you need, need to cuddle up. Makes you want to cuddle up to some someone or something very warm. Well, what would be your pleasure? Well, I would prefer someone, but if, if there isn't a someone, then I'll take a blanket. <laughs> See, at least I have a dog here. You I'm one up on you. Oh, you, you have all the dogs. I mean, yeah, really, but the dogs, they like the cold, your dogs. Oh, yeah, they they're outside cold. a lot. I mean, right now, right now they're inside because I was on a business call up until not that long ago, so they they ate late and they're they're still resting, so I'm going to let them out after the show. But um, normally, like, they're out 
you know, several hours in the daytime and then several hours in the evening. And they rarely ask to come in because it's cold. I mean, when it gets down to the single digits, I watch them. Like if they start just lying around doing nothing, then I'll bring them in. But when they're out there playing, they're not even the slightest bit cold. I mean, they're long-haired dogs with a thick undercoat, um, you know, and they love it. They literally love the, the outdoors. But, you know, it's nice to have a nice, furry, warm animal oh. <laughs> next to you to cuddle up with. On one of these cold, cold nights. Woo! Oh, I mean, what a topic to start a show with. <laughs> I think we're talking about cuddling up with animals. Well, people like animals, you know, in a way. The animal always comes and cuddles with you. The animal isn't mad at you. No, well, let me tell you. What was it, two nights ago or something? I'm sitting on my couch just trying to relax, and one of my dogs comes and plops herself right on top of me. So I said to her, China, no, you can't lie right on top of me. And she's, like, so ecstatic. So I said, okay, you can stay for a minute. So I'm cuddling with her for a minute. Then I fall asleep. And then I wake up about two hours later. She's still lying flat on top of me. I can't believe I fell asleep that way. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Was she sleeping too? (laughs) On top of you, you must have made a good pillow. (laughs) I guess I did. But you would have thought I would have trouble breathing or something. I mean, you know, she's 50 pounds. Really? Yeah. 50 or 55 pounds, but I, I just fell right asleep, and then I woke up and I go, oh, China, you're still here. You've got to get you off them. I'm very tired. Well, you know, dogs do that. I mean, they sleep on top of each other, and that's I guess that's their way of just showing love and stuff. So, you know, I, I, that's one thing that I, when I'm really cold at nighttime and I have like one or two dogs cuddling up with me, oh, is, I mean, that's better than a blanket. It really, really does. <laughs> But I think that, you know, this this show should be more about cuddling with, I guess, um, the person of our dreams. So we really have to do a show on that. I know, isn't that one of the books that you were working on or are working on about drawing in your soulmate? Yes. Uh, actually, this is a great topic because next week is Valentine's Day. You're right. You're right. I'm and actually... Actually, what, Valentine's Day is Monday, so this is our last show before Valentine's Day. You're right. The less chance to talk about it, you talk about it beforehand, although we can't talk about it next week because, you know, I hate to put something bad in there, but the divorce lawyer's phone rings the most on Valentine's Day. Is that true? That's when people are the most upset. Yes, yes. That's when people are the most upset. Because they because don't they get flowers or candy? Right, because, well, they weren't acknowledged in some way, and they see that this is the day when people should be acknowledged. I wonder how many of those people, though, actually go through with um, with filing for a divorce. I'm sure that the, the lawyer, he or she, holds off a little bit. <laughs> Unless they got I had no idea, that. though, that statistics were so high on that. Well, we just passed Super Bowl Sunday, and they say that's the day when there's the most domestic abuse. Uh, Although lately a lot of people are, if you've got a Super Bowl fan with you, you kind of go with uh, what's going on. There's a lot of parties, and sometimes by participating in it, uh, things don't become as, as nasty because you're both enjoying the same pastime. I mean, who knows about these statistics, how they're obtained, but 
What we do know is that Valentine's Day coming up or afterward is a day of reckoning to look at yourself and look at your own relationship. Wow. I mean, what a, what a you know, backstory to Valentine's Day. Everybody thinks Valentine's Day is this wonderful, you know, um, day of lovers uniting. And in reality, it's got the highest, highest statistically, the highest number of phone calls to divorce attorneys. That well, is a lot of cause. All the positive experiences, I mean, everybody thinks or supposed to think Christmas, New Year's, uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Uh, any holiday has fun attached to it, but along with the fun, if you're in a negative frame of mind or, or your relationship is negative, it's also going to become more negative than on a regular work uh, right. work day. That's true. So what what kind of advice do you have for the average person regarding either drawing in a soulmate or keeping a, a, a relationship strong? Well, my book is called The Soulmate Myth, uh, the three-point uh, program for finding authentic love without settling. And the premise is that there really is no such thing as a true soulmate only people who you can have a good relationship with. Well, what explain that. What do you mean by that? Well, first of all, new, new scientific discoveries, we've talked about this before in biology and chemistry, really can cut down the whole idea of Valentine's Day romance, soulmate, because what, what it's proving is more and more that your immune system determines more who you're attracted to than your soul. People have compatible immune systems if they they are not sensitive to the same things. Those are the people that that tend to their their pheromones. You can't really smell these pheromones consciously, but your unconscious picks up on them. And often, if somebody has a different immune system, they're a much better potential marriage partner than somebody with the same one. You're not as likely to catch each other's diseases and you make healthier kids. If you have a look at families where close relatives marry, somebody was talking about this. She said down in Puerto Rico, a lot of her relatives married first cousins and, and uh, they they have like the same names and the kids are almost all sickly kids. I'm not surprised. So that, well, that does happen in the first attraction that... Uh, and then these tend to be the people who you see if you have common interests and common goals and, uh, you know, did you ever think somebody would be perfect for you but you just can't feel attracted to them? That's right. somebody that is not compatible with you chemically. Now, now, what makes the chem like, wh- how do you, I know that, the, you, they can measure it. I, I know you said that they do uh, CAT scans or MRIs, whatever it is, and they're able to measure when that chemistry is there. But what actually makes up um, that compatible, you know, what makes one person compatible with you and another person not? What makes people compatible? Their their immune system, let's say one person is very allergic to mosquitoes. The other person doesn't even notice if there's mosquitoes around. Mm-hmm. Now, on the surface, that would seem bad for a relationship. You know, I, I knew a family where the, the mother said that the dog had fleas. And for some reason, the fleas 
were attracted to her and kept biting her. And the husband mm. and the two sons never got bitten. So they loved the dogs. They didn't notice the fleas. And she eventually forced them to get rid of the dog. Now, that would seem to be a cause for not getting along. But biology doesn't care what makes you feel good emotionally. The only thing it cares about is what's good for procreation. And you will tend to make a healthier baby with somebody where you kind of share both of your immune systems. Now, what and you're less likely to catch a disease from the other person. If now, what happens if you have a hormone deficiency or something like that? Then how do you how do you judge, or what then weighs the compatibility? Uh, the compatibility can then be determined by somebody who has a similar uh, deficiency or something that is like the complement, the opposite of that, that makes up for it. Well, I always feel, even from reading energies, when I when I look at energies that are too similar, I'm usually cringing because I I know that there's usually a tug of war going on, an emotional tug of war. And when I read, when I find energies where it's very complementary, where where somebody's weak, the other one's strong, and where someone's strong, the other one's weak, that usually are the relationships that really click. Those are the ones where it's that beautiful blend, that beautiful harmonious blend. So basically what you're telling me is when I'm reading something like that on the screen, if this was being registered by whatever equipment registers it, it would come out as a complementary um, yep. energy match. Not energy, but yours would be a biological match. Yeah, it could come from the same thing that, that shows in the aura. But I wonder what that is. is. Yeah. But I wonder well, what it is. What am I reading and what are you registering? How about the molecules? Your body is filled with ions around it, ionic particles. That's why when you jump in water, you almost always feel better afterward. Mm-hmm. It shifts the ionic balance. That's why they recommend salt and uh, all sorts of treatment. So it's not unlikely to say that some people like yourself have the gift of being able to see that balance in somebody's aura. I I don't know. So then, but what are what are the machines picking up when they're reading it? They're just picking picking up the the reaction the too. They the are. I would think that yeah, there are machines that can measure your galvanic skin response, which which coordinates with anxiety, like your, your, you know how your skin feels very sensitive when you're anxious? I had one client that was like somebody ripped off the top layer of her skin. That shows on a machine that's been around since the 60s. The response is real high, and part of sometimes when they do biofeedback, they try to get somebody to lower that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that these are all, the body can be measured by machines. That's nothing new. What is something new is saying that these uh, these factors are what influence who you're attracted to and who you're not attracted to. That's so anti-psychology or anti-love and romance. Well, you know, it. I mean, to me it kind of makes sense from a biological standpoint, but how are things going with your book? I mean, are you 
because I know you have to have it done in the next week or so. Or is it done? Oh, please. I've got to, I've, I'm working with another writer. I don't know if they're going to extend the deadline. There's a few more chapters to do and a lot of revisions and additions and stuff uh, in the chapters that we're working on. But it's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, when it comes out, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people are already looking forward to it just when I mention the topic. But it's, it's not easy. And this book means a lot more to me than the other one uh, that was on IQ testing, even though that mm-hmm. was interesting. It wasn't really you know, my main area of interest, something like this is, and I think it's going to be a lot more interesting to a lot more people. Well, I told you I saw this as being on the bestsellers list. I see this as being a very big book for you. So we'll see how it (laughs) unfolds here because I'm certainly feeling good about it. I'm just hoping you free up in the next week or so to do some stuff with us. So just keep that in the back of your mind. After the next week I'm hoping I free up too Believe me, I love doing the media The TV, the radio, anything like that Is a lot less stressful than doing writing Well, it's tedious There's no doubt It's very, very tedious But, you know, I feel it's it's going to be Effort very, very well applied for you And I just feel extremely good about it I really, really do I always did So I'm glad you're I'm actually glad your deadline is coming you know, close, so this way you can move it on to the next level, and hopefully um, we'll see it. Do they have any guesstimate yet as far as when we're going to see this on available on the, uh, um, you know, on the in the stores and it's on websites? Already on Amazon.com for pre-order. The publication date is August 11th. Ooh. So it's like six months away, but. It's already available. They haven't drawn the cover yet. I can't wait till it comes out with the cover. Right now there's no image uh, on Amazon, but it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's on, on websites as far away as New Zealand. And what is it called again? The Soulmate Myth. Soulmate is two words. An authentic guide a three-point program to finding authentic love without settling. How neat. Oh, I see yeah. it. Yeah. I see it on Amazon. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it, and there's no cover yet. You're right. But, oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what this is. I'm actually going to like it. I'll be your first like oh, on Amazon. Okay. Please, you know, any kind of a like, you can't review it yet because it's not fully written. It's not but, right. Uh, that, oh, that, would be, that would be obviously <laughs> cheating. <laughs> Although you know what's going to be in it. You're psychic. This is true. I mean, I, I could tell you how many pages, too, but I'm going to say that. Oh, speaking of psychics, I, I, I forgot to tell you last week, um, I for 2011, well, you know I'm a, I belong to the – um, I'm a member of the International Certification of Psychics, and every year yeah. they certify psychics. Well, you have to. The way that organization works is, um, as a psychic, you need to be certified by them at least once every five years to be able to maintain your membership with them. If you, you have get to be retested, right? If you retest yeah. yearly, you become eligible for um, their. 
their big award kinds of things, but they won't give out one of their big awards unless you've been tested every single year. So I was tested in November, and I tested, I always test in the 90s, so I tested at 97.6 or something like that percent accuracy. And um, I was notified two weeks ago, and I forgot to mention it last week, that for three consecutive years they have um, given me the title of America's number one love psychic. So for 2011, I am still the reigning queen of America's number one love psychic. Wow. <laughs> hey, where's the applause? Oh, yeah, here. wait, hold that. Uh, here we go. <laughs> America's number one love psychic. Do you guys know that I'm on? Yes, I saw you. So, um, and and we have news with Julie too. I guess this. No, is but a, I'm just I'm just chiming in because I'm excited about you being the number one love psychic because yay. that benefits not <laughs> only you yay. but of course me as well. <laughs> well, I'm 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 excited about it only because they have a very limited number of people and they certify thousands of psychics every single year. I think on their website somewhere it tells the number of. Uh, psychics that they certify, I think they test something like, you know, over 10,000 or something psychics a year, and I think they certify maybe, you know, a quarter of them, you know, if even, and they, I think the the longest that anybody has ever had any kind of title for anything, you know, like America's number one love psychic or whatever their other, you know, um, award things are. Is something like three or four years. So, like, I'm at the top level. I mean, if I do it for one more year, I'm going to have, like, you know, I'll break all their records. <laughs> this will be really Wow. Weird. Yeah, you and will. Very you'll cool. have, you'll, you'll I'm be a really, gold, I, gold medal. Well, it is exciting. It, for me, it really, really is because, um, you know, there's so many people out there that say they make a lot of claims and the majority of people don't have any real credentials behind them. So, and this is one of the premier, you know, psychic testing organizations out there. So it is an honor, and I'm really thrilled. Um, and, and, you know, I don't even know how I ever got coined so much into being America's number one love psychic. I mean, they have all these various criteria and stuff, and they also um, somehow work with feedback from from people. And, and I don't know, if you have X amount of complaints or something, then you're not eligible for for, you know, any title or anything like that. They have all these different things. So obviously I've done pretty well. <laughs> and I'm excited about it. I am. So You I mean people actually you. complain to them? It sounds like a licensing board. It's not a licensing board, but it's one of the few organizations out there that um, make anybody who is um, certified by them, if a customer or client does have any complaints, they will mediate and they will do whatever they need to do to help resolve it. So, in other words, any member, it's sort of like a level of security if you go to a psychic that is certified by their organization. You're not left out on your own if something happens. Oh, okay. So they they do that. I mean, that's a very small piece, thank goodness, of what they have to do. Um, When we get their, you know, we get like quarterly newsletters and stuff like that, they actually give the percentages of... um, times that they have to get involved. They don't say who they had to be involved with, but um, they it's a very low number. So apparently either people aren't, aren't complaining a lot or um, 
the psychics are doing really, really well that are certified by this, this organization. And let me tell you, I have been tested by a lot of different um, psychic organizations, and I've never had the level of testing that this organization does. And they have a special sort of like algorithm that they use in able to to sort of not only determine um, you know, how probability of, of coming up by chance with what you come up with uh, on your own. Well, that if as well as so they're really able to, right, wouldn't that they're be really that able like, to determine they what, based on your answers, they're able to determine um, the patterns of how many times you're um, predicting the future or how many times you're actually you know um, reading the 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 past or the recent past. They're actually able to do a breakdown of that because there are certain patterns that develop. You would not be able to do that if they asked you five questions. You know, but they ask you, you know, hundreds and hundreds of questions, so they're able to look at the patterns that are coming out. So not only do they give you, you know, okay, you're you know, 97% accurate or whatever the numbers are, they're also saying, giving you percentages uh, as far as being able to predict the future, predict the past. The profile, it's like the psychological evaluation has 11 different subtests. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even remember oh, yeah. that. And that takes a few hours. The individual one, maybe you never even got an individual one. Usually, since it has to be one-on-one, I remember they warned me when I went into my graduate program uh, that the kid who needs an individual evaluation, unless the parents think the kid is gifted, that's usually the kid that they can't get an accurate measure if they sit through a group paper and pencil thing because they either have a learning problem or they have a behavior problem. So it's not going to be a nice, easy kit to test. Well, Stay you would hope that it isn't, wouldn't you? I mean, you would want it to be a tough test, wouldn't you? Yes, it is a tough test, but I, I'm saying certain areas will show, like, let's say if you give it to me, I would come out close to borderline retarded as far as <laughs> facial putting puzzles or blocks or something together, and I would come out high in in information or, or or comprehension or something like that. So you can really see somebody's strengths and somebody's weaknesses. Oh, you know, let's do let's do a impromptu quiz right now. Um and sort Uh-oh. of it's like a poll it's a polling of what we know about each other. Like if we were going to to yes. give a three word description of Doctor Jean, what would it be? Like if I'm thinking of of you, Jean I would say um, funny, <laughs> only because somebody funny, said that. Funny, engaging, up today. Come on, cheating. That man already said that. <laughs> I would I say very. That. I would say very patient and tolerant, and I would say very fair. So yes, if you were I'm to not describe patient. yourself, what what do you think your strengths are? Well, I know patience isn't my strong point, but I'm glad that you see you're probably confusing that with the tolerance. I am a dyed-in-the-wool libertarian, so I I, uh, tend to tolerate all different behaviors and points of view. Uh, And, yeah, I guess uh, tolerant, yeah, fair. I, I can be fair to the point the other side of the coin is getting really upset if somebody is unfair or I see an unjust situation. That's the uh, that's the dark side of that. And uh, what was the other one? Um, fair, tolerant, and patient. And I think I patient. said something else. I think funny I did say something. 
funny. Yeah, yeah. I said, but I said that only because somebody just said that to me tonight. Right. That they thought, thought you were funny. Um, she is funny. Do really, you do think she's funny? I didn't know how yeah. to react to that. She is funny. Definitely funny. <laughs> oh, good. I like being funny. If you can see my funniness, that's good because a lot of people take the dry humor much too seriously. They don't see it as being funny, and they see you as, as poking fun at them in a negative way or being sarcastic or, uh, you know, they just don't get the dry humor. So for them, right. I have to put moisturizer on it. <laughs> well, one man told me, he said, put moisturizer on it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He was, a puppy. <laughs> he, was a, he was in recovery. He ran a program where he, like, had a supervisor, a hundred ex drunks, so... You know, he he didn't take anything in in jest. Everything was serious, even if you said it as a joke. Yeah, well, what is that called? Is there a psychological term for that? Uh, Well, let's say I guess it would be like sublimation, that, that really I mean something, but I'm saying it in a joking way. Okay. But it's better if you take it in a joking way because this way we're still talking. <laughs> okay, I, I lost you. We know you and Julie take it in a joking way, or we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right, that's true too. <laughs> that that truly is. But Julie also has some news for us. I do. Oh, yes. What's what's up? Well, I'm on this call right now, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be on for much longer. I took a job that is going to require me to be up very early in the mornings, and so I can't do the late night show anymore. So will this be your last show with us, or what? Say that again. Are you you're going to be on for the next few weeks, though, right? Or no? Yeah, I'm going to call in, but like even tonight, I'm not going to be on the entire night because I have to get up really early. No, we understand that. Um, well, we definitely will miss you. I mean, I think yeah. you've been a tremendous asset to the show. Well, thank you. I'm going to miss doing the show, but I will I'll call in and be a guest. Sometimes I'll read the mailbag questions or talk about the topics in the beginning. I just won't be able to stay till the till the very end. No, we That's understand. The job sounds we... like a real desirable job that you've been waiting for for quite a while. Well, it'll give me some structure for a little while, and it'll be a good experience. Um, I don't know how long-term it is, but that actually makes me feel better. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be trapped in a in in it, but it's good. It's definitely a positive. Well, and one well, thing I am going to mention, uh, Jean, I am going to talk to Julie tomorrow about um, an opportunity with what we're doing. Okay, but she's not going to quit her day job. She can do no, both. No, but still, not right away. I mean, this might warrant it at some point if she's interested in it. But, um, you know, it. who knows? <laughs> There's so opportunity like you, in both places, put it that way. Right, and it's not like you'll never, you know, see her again, because even if she doesn't call in here, you most likely will be seeing her, you know, with the other thing that we're doing. Right. So. Well, Julie we'll is definitely all... funny and entertaining. I mean, just from the pictures where her eyes glow and, you know, <laughs> uh, from her appearance to everything is like and funny in a good way, attractively entertaining, that we need her for show business and, and for the show yes. and her voice. And... I agree. 
And I think she's got something that's too tedious. Well, what I really feel Julie would would bring to the table is um, we, you know, she grounds us. She really, really does. And, you know, we we just talk and, you know, even though all that could be edited and stuff, Julie then comes up and she gives a a, a two-word concise overview and puts us right back on court. And she does it with this smooth delivery. <laughs> you, mean like, you mean like, shut up. <laughs> but she does it so nicely. And, I would oh, well, never say shut time, up. It's now time for us to start taking calls, ladies, so zip it. <laughs> she doesn't do it like that. She does it a lot nicer than that. But she does it, and she has a smooth delivery voice. I heard her reading the mailbag questions the other day, the last week or the week before. I went, oh, man, that she did that beautiful. You really, oh, really did. Yes. And well, so, in any event, we're we, we're hoping that you know um, whatever I talk to you about tomorrow will be interesting because we've got some really interesting stuff going on. So, right. um, you know, we'll and see I love how that. It all That's plays great. Out. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. But um, in any event, do we have any other nice or not nice important news that we want to talk about before we go on to the Skywatch report? Mm, hopefully, not any not nice reports. Um, no, I think that's it from my end. And I think that was it from my end, Dr. Jean. Anything from you? Nothing Other than else. your book? No, no news is good news. Okay. All right. So, um, Julie, do you want to introduce? Do you do you have a you have a computer, right? Um, no, I don't have. I mean, I do have oh. one, but it's not on right now. Okay. Um, do you have? Do you know how to? Do you know the words? <laughs> <laughs> not, and now oh. it's time for Sky McKenna's Skywatch Report. Wow, uh, that was great! <laughs> that was great. <laughs> now I've got, I'm doing it. Hello, everybody. This is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week. And if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives, or you can go to my website skymckenna.com and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. So, we've got the wind at our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less. And this, then, is for the week beginning Sunday, February 6, 2011. Well, compared with the last couple of weeks, we kind of have an astrological breather. There are only three major planetary aspects But a lack of aspects can also mean a no-one's-in-charge-and-anything-goes atmosphere that can unleash some chaos. So we do need to be alert to that possibility and not get too comfy with this planetary light week. And we're also in the process of getting geared up for the first of six, yes, six, super full moons next week. This first one will take place in Leo, and it's going to create quite a stir. So in this week where there are really limited planetary aspects for us to experience, we start off on Sunday, February 6th with a pretty active day, all in all. Mars forms a promising trine to Saturn, while luscious Venus squares off with expansive Jupiter. Today, discipline can meet desire in some pretty fulfilling ways for us if we give it half a chance. We can be grounded and stable as we reach for our desires. And the energy from Mars and Saturn can keep us from reaching into too many cookie jars, if you know what I mean. We'll have a week or two with this energy, so we should use it well and to our advantage. And if we keep any over-optimism or wanting too many of too much in check, we can also see our creativity or our creative problem-solving blossom. Then on Wednesday, February 9th, 
sultry Venus will dance closely with compelling Pluto, and we can find deep, intense, soulful connections at our doorstep and or even profound solutions to sticky financial issues. Either way, intensity is here for us. We will want to sidestep any kind of obsession in our quest for pleasure and or beauty and look deeply for answers. It will also be essential to be absolutely honest in our actions, especially with ourselves. And really, that's about it for our planetary power aspects of the week, so we should enjoy it. This is a great duck lining up week to get us ready for the action that ramps up again next week. But remember, just because there aren't a lot of planetary aspects this week, it doesn't mean there won't be some action. And maybe even that no one's in charge and anything goes atmosphere. Now this week, since we're on our way to the first of six super new moons next week, and we're still under the influence of the electric Aquarian new moon of last week, I just want to do a reminder for each sign about how they may be experiencing this existing new moon energy. And as always, this will apply to your sun sign and ascendant rising sign if you know it. Aries, allow some room for changes in your friendships and also how you network. You're also going to be stimulated to make some big changes in your hopes and dreams, so go for it. Taurus, your career and professional life is about to get an unexpected boost. Don't be afraid to try something you hadn't thought of before. Be original and be surprising. Gemini, personal growth, education, and learning to expand your world is on the agenda. Get your information out in the world. Cancer, shared resources and joint finances can take a positive, surprising turn. Be ready for opportunity and don't be afraid to take action on it. Leo, watch for surprising twists and changes in your close partnerships. Allow someone or something to make things fresh and new now. Virgo, your job and co-workers can bring you some surprises and it's a great time to get a fresh start on your health and fitness routine too. You can surprise even yourself. Libra, new love can arrive for you and new ways for you to find fun and pleasure too. Your creativity will also be electric now so use it to your advantage. Scorpio, try something new with your home and family matters and be ready for some surprises and or opportunities to come to you in or through your home. Sagittarius, surprising and creative communication will be coming to you and you'll be thinking in a new way that can bring you new success. Capricorn, innovative and imaginative ways to bring in money can come to you. You could receive some out-of-the-blue inspiration now that can open new doors for you too. Aquarius, this is your new moon, Aquarius. It's all about renewing yourself. Don't be afraid to try new things. Get outside your comfort zone. Be the new you. It starts now for you for 2011. Pisces, some surprising news could come to you from behind the scenes. And spiritual awareness can lead you to places you haven't been before. The message is, let go and just do it. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving, you always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. Thank you, Sky McKenna. As always, what an amazing report. To learn more about Sky, please visit our website at skymckenna.com. That's S-K-Y-M-A-C-K-E-N-N-A.com. 
or check out my show page here on Blog Talk Radio. There's a link that will take you directly to her website. In fact, I'm going to check out her website because I'm confused by what she said. There's going to be six full moons or something in the next week. Um, did, did, did any of you guys hear that and know what that means? I heard it, but yeah, uh, I don't Do know. Do you know what it means? No. Six Did you ever hear moon? of that before? Nope, never heard of it. Wow, I gotta check that out and see. But um, are any of you guys Capricorns? Uh, no, why? No. Oh, oh, because she said something about if you're a Capricorn, then um, you're gonna all these doors are gonna open and you're gonna have this financial thing. I was gonna say, well, if you're a Capricorn, play the lottery. So if there's anything <laughs> out there that Capricorn, play the lottery. You never know what's gonna happen. But phone lines are open, so please call us at 646-381-4141 to speak with me and Dr. Jean. We're here to answer all your questions, so call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbaz at ladyfontaine.com. Dr. Jean and I generally take a few questions each week that we answer live on the air on each show. That basically equates to getting a free reading, so don't miss this incredible opportunity. Send us your questions now. Um, we're going to start taking um, actual phone calls in a couple of minutes. Um, and again, the number is 646-381-4141. I don't have a mailbag question today because I was busy on calls and doing stuff all day, so I didn't have a chance to get one together. So before we start taking calls, do any of you guys have any questions you want answered? Well, let's see. My practice partner, Robin, I wanted, yeah. she, she wanted to know how her future was going to be because she was concerned about a few things uh, career-wise that had been negative lately, and, uh, she, you know, she was concerned. So I promised her I would ask the psychic uh, since I, I had to get off the, the phone with her to do the show. So her first name is Robin. Really? I mean, I've never yeah. asked you before if you have any questions, and today I ask you, and you really do have a question? <laughs> I wanted to know how, how her uh, career was going. You know, I hesitate to ask you, like, give me a reading, give me a reading, give me a reading, because I know there are people that do that, and, I know. you know, I, I certainly wouldn't want to do that. I don't think I would be that welcome around you that, that often, because it's tends to drain you when somebody asks for whatever your career is or is always asking for advice. So no, and I, I try I not to ask for it unless that. you ask me or unless I really need it. No, and I I do appreciate that, but I you know, I certainly don't mind helping whenever I can. So her first name is Robin and she wants to know about career. Yeah. Okay. Let me just see I have to find her energy through you. Okay, I got her. And I mean, is there any specific thing you want to ask me about her career without, you know, since she's not on the on the call, I don't want you to be too specific. It involves, yeah, it involves uh, being audited, and uh, she's worried ab- about that, and and her future situation that will affect her future financial situation and situation. With practice and referrals, and how the how the initial problem is going to work out. All right. Um, let me let me start with the the latter part of your question because in the long run, I don't see this as being 
a major problem for her. Actually, I do feel um, potential for for growth for her and and increase in her career, um, signif- pretty significant increase, but it still feels, I would say, 12 to 18 months out there for, for big, for big changes. It just feels like big growth in some way, shape, or form um, in, her, in her business. So I do feel in the long run things are going to turn out okay. I could feel what feels to me to be a lot of um, emotional concern, and who wouldn't be with an audited situation, but it feels to me um, that it's not going to be quite as bad as what she thinks or what she's fearing. It, and what it almost feels to me is that whatever's being audited here, um, I would say 90-some-odd percent is going to iron out and be okay. I find what the number that's coming to me is like three or four items um, that are going to be in question, and it almost feels to me it's not going to be a big deal. It just doesn't have the feel. So either she really doesn't have anything to worry about or um, she's going to be able to um, fix whatever problems are out there. I don't see this as affecting her, um, you know, with um, with with future referrals or anything like this. Is this is this an audit for something other than finances? Uh, it is. It's a financial type audit. I just don't see it being that big of a deal for her in the long run. I really, really don't. This is an IRS audit. No, it isn't. It's it's oh. a, a payer audit. Oh, all right. I I don't see it being a big deal. I really, really don't. I see it being more of um, more worry, and I feel it's going to mm-hmm. be an annoyance. And I do feel that they're going to pick, and they're going to pick. And they're going to want backup or you know proof or this or that of of things, but I'm not finding anywhere in the energy where this is going to blow up in her face and be something that is going to haunt her and ruin her career or anything like that. I just don't see it. Okay, she'll be happy with that news. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, it's easy to say don't worry about it because I know she's going to worry anyhow. But my gut feeling is it's going to resolve itself. Do you have any idea when they're actually going to be physically doing the audit? No, no, no. They've already asked for something, and in, you know, as therapists, we have confidentiality, so we gave she gave some, but she didn't give them everything they wanted, right. and that's part right. of the reason that she's concerned. No, it's not, and, right. It's, yeah. I don't feel it's going to be a, such a big deal. I really don't. Okay. Okay. And and She'll let be and happy to the, and then the big, you know, the big benefit is I feel within, I would say, before the end of next year, assuming that we're not all um, under 20 feet of, of ice, you know, with the 2012 assuming that we survive that, I'm actually feeling um, really positive stuff for her by the end of next year. I mean, it feels 12 to 18 months out, but... I'm almost feeling um, very big expansion. I don't know if she's looking into um, it, a, another office or a bigger, bigger. Um, I don't know. It just feels like a much bigger payout in the long run. So something's going to expand for her in a very big way. Okay, like some little different variation to do something a little bit not to be so dependent on what she was dependent on before. Well, feels to me to be expansion, 
and feels to me in a big expansion for her. Um, it, it It's not yet showing itself what. To me, it almost feels like, um, so she's a therapist, and yes. she has, does she own an office? Yes, yes, just like me. So it almost feels to me, you know, somehow expanding. I mean, how would a therapist expand? Um, you know, clients would expand, but can you... There's you know, other feel- things we can do outside the office, other kinds of deals, and uh, she's dabbled in other careers, too. Oh, okay. Well, something's going to hit for her within the next year, year and a half, and it's going to be big. And this I don't see being, being such a big deal. I find what the audit that's going on right now is more of a nuisance than actually yes. a threat to her in any way, shape, or form. Yes, yes. So okay, hopefully that will work out. You know, keep us posted and let us know how, thing, you know, how things actually turn out with that. We're and thanks, you know, and I appreciate it because I know she'll appreciate it. So and uh, your pleasure. predictions proved to be right in my case down to the last, uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, the day, last the last day I told you October, and it happened in October. So, Lady Fontaine, you know that I have a question, but... Well, yes, do you want to give it to us? Mm, I don't want to say the person's name out loud. Okay, well, I know the person's name, so... You do? You still know it? Yes. Okay. So, you know, I don't even care if it's specifically about that, although you do specific questions better. You know what... You're the love psychic. You know what my questions are. I know, but... <laughs> Number but, one love psychic. Thank um, you. You know, I just went through something where it's not going to work out. Um, wanted you to read that person's energy as well as mine. And, I mean, I never say never, of course. I don't know work out, not work out. But right now in this moment it's not working out and just kind of want to know, you know, what to expect in the next maybe couple of months. Well, pertaining to this person, um, um, you know, what I kind of want to say is, I'm not 100% convinced that it's not going to work out, but um, what I'm going to say is I don't feel it's going to work out right now. I really, really don't. Um, To me, it feels like a tug of war right now. It just doesn't feel, the energy just isn't isn't showing itself to be smooth sailing by any means. Um, But I'm not 100% convinced. I mean, there there seems to be, just like we were talking about earlier, when I look at energies and um, you know the compatibility in energies. I really look for that that complementary rather than you know fitting you know like you have the same exact interests or or anything like that. I do find that you do have a lot of very similar interests in a lot of ways, but I'm also finding that what I find complementary energy where like I said before, where someone's strong and other person's weak. So I'm finding complementary compatibility in your energy, which I do like. Um, I'm finding he feels to me that he's bringing to the table a lot of baggage here. He mm. really, really does. And I'm actually, I don't know if you've seen this with this person because I feel his energy is is very engaging, but it almost feels to me, um, I don't know what the right word is here. Um, uh I, I, almost like a short temper in a way. I'm just feeling short, not, I don't know, um, uh, 
very I don't know quick decisions, short temper, just not not allowing things to you know evolve or, or work themselves out. I mean, is he is he? Are you seeing that with him? Um, I would say more intense than short temper. I mean, you know what? I don't know him well enough to know if there's a short temper. Right. Uh, no, and I know that. Um, I don't know. When you say intense, I'm feeling. Uh, it's interesting because I'm feeling very, very. And I feel the intensity. I know what you mean, but it also feels like a lot of passion too, in a way. And I'm not talking about sexual passion as much as very passionate about his beliefs, his mm-hmm, thoughts, and definitely. his beliefs about things. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it just. As, you, I, I, you know me. I feel I could I could tell you if somebody's actually right for you. I feel this person. It feels to me an energy would be somewhat of a challenge for you. Always, no matter when. But right. right now, with the timing of this, for some reason, is he going through something career-wise? Because for me, I'm feeling a big sh- um, pull and yank. It doesn't even feel like a strain. It feels like um, responsibility in some yeah. way that's overwhelming with yeah. career. And also with family, too, I feel it around him. Um, do you, is his mother still alive? Uh, yeah. And what's his relationship with his mom? Um. I don't really know. Do I you know if anything's going on with them right now? Because I feel, to me, it feels like there's yanking. That's where I feel the strain with the mother, and I feel um, pressure and um, a lot of um, focus on his part and a, a tremendous amount of pressure, pressure with career. And it feels to me when that happens to him, he gets, I feel that shortness in his energy, that very um, being not patient, not tolerant, very short-tempered. So if you haven't seen it, you're lucky, but I feel that's part of who he is. Right. Um, you know, and, and it feels to me to be mostly geared around career with him. Um, it Timing just doesn't feel right here. I do feel that no matter what happens in the next couple of weeks, you guys are not going to be totally drifting away from each other. I do feel that contact will be maintained between the two of you in some way, shape, or form. I do feel you guys will have the opportunity of doing either discussing another round or actually doing another round. But, you know, my gut feeling is too much time is going to pass in in that period for you, and you're not going to be as open and receptive by the time he sort of comes around. Yeah, you're probably but right. <laughs> but I do feel when he does come around, you're going to that, – that whatever it is that he – because I feel his energy shifted – and I feel it's different than it was a week ago or two weeks ago when we talked about it. Well, when you first came back from, right. from your vacation, I, I felt a different energy. So I feel he's most definitely shifted, and, and there's just there's a tightness in his energy. It's, he's just not the things that he was when you first met him. Yeah, totally. Um, so, but I feel you're seeing more of who he is and how he deals with pressure. And I feel those two areas in his life are really, really sort of putting like a noose around his neck right now. Um, being work and something going on with his mom. Okay. Thanks. So, um, but overall, um, I still feel somebody else is coming in for you, and um, I'm going to give you a prediction of a time frame as soon as it crystallizes for me. Um, I'm going to say right now, and I'm going to give you a, a, a wider time frame than I often give, but I'm going to say between May and September of this year, and my gut feeling is it, it's really dependent on you. Okay. You know, I, I kind of feel you, you now have to sort of, you know, work to sort of get yourself 
um, moved on from this particular relationship and just clear everything out. And I feel you're, you're going to be able to draw in um, somebody really dynamic, really, really dynamic in that, that May to September time frame. And the, more, the quicker you clear things out, the quicker you're going to draw in someone new. Right. Cool. I'm happy right. with that. That's good. All right. Is there anything else before we move on? No, I think we probably have people waiting who can. Okay. Who are. All right. Well, I I do think we do have a few callers, and um, are you able to help us with this, Julie or Paula? Paula's going to do it. Okay, Paula. Yes. Um, hi. Oh, do you have hi. any questions? Since I'm taking questions from everybody, if you do, we could take them after I take a caller or two. But do you have any questions? Um, I do have a question, but would you wait until after you take a call or two? Okay, to, that's um, what I think. Let me take a couple calls, and then we'll we'll do your question. Because I've well, done everybody thank else's Thank you for questions. both of us. You, you worked hard. We made you really work. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. I, I very rarely do this where I sit and answer all your questions, so every once in a while I do have to do it. So No, I appreciate start. it so no, much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. All right, so we'll take um, – I think we have a couple callers here. Let me take their calls, and then, Paula, I'll take your, your questions. All right, okay. who is our first caller? Our first caller is Dave. It's a relationship question. He's wondering if he's in one. If he's in a relationship? <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. Um, Dave? Yeah. Hi. Um, so tell uh, us hi. a little bit about what's going on. Are you, are you involved with somebody right now? Yeah, I uh, I moved back in with, uh, with an ex-wife, and uh, we have a child together, and we're... We've been living together again uh, for about about a hundred days now, and it's such a, uh, a back and forth scenario. I'm totally lost in it. Okay, what do you mind telling her? Telling us her first name? Tracy. All right. Um, a lot of I'm going to tell you. There's a lot of um, talk about intensity. There's a lot of intensity of feelings and emotions still in this relationship, good and bad. Um, one thing I want to say is I still feel a strong love in there, even though it may feel like an emotional roller coaster right now. When I read your energy and I read her energy, I still feel an openness and a willingness and an intensity, um, you know, of feelings for each other. I mean, I feel that that's still there. Um, that being said, though, um, I feel like it's literally an emotional roller coaster ride for both of you. Um, and she feels to me that, um, you know, it, uh, in a way her energy feels like she's given up in a lot of ways because I, I feel, and Dr. Jean could probably even talk to you a little bit more about this, but it's almost like that, you know, like abandonment, you know, issues rising because I feel her pushing you away and walking away from it, sort of throwing up her hands and walking away easily. And also it feels like a lot of... Um, um, discord between that's the word I don't ever use that word so I don't know if it's something a word that you guys either one either you or your wife use but a lot of discord a lot of just it's really tug of war between the two of you where you can't see eye to eye to any with anything but is she not giving this a shot because to me it feels like if you breathe at the wrong time she's like throwing up her hands and wanting to walk away from it well, the real issue is, and you hit right on it, is a is a long, deep-seated abandonment issue. Mm. So she pushes me away because she's got this issue of being abandoned. So, mm. I mean, I totally have the pattern down. I understand it, but 
when you're in it, it's it's rather complicated. So that, I know. That, now, that, Dr. Jean might be able to help you with that. Yeah. Jean, well, any ideas? You, know, you asked you asked in sort of a, a funny way. You wondered if you were actually in a relationship. Sounds like what you're really asking is: Is there any commitment on her part? Now, I'm a little confused about the initial abandonment. Did you at some point walk away and now she is being careful and she's still angry and she's putting up walls against letting letting you back in her life? Or were there other significant abandonment issues before you were even around? To me, yeah, it feels issue, both, but, but the, I'd like to The issue was there before. The issue was there before. And, uh, no, actually, she left me the first time. She dropped you. Yeah, but it's all it's all over this abandonment, the very deep seated abandonment uh, issue where you're constantly being pushed away, and I didn't understand it till now, you know. But now I understand that that's just the mo that that uh, you know if I get close, then she's got to push me away, and I'd never know how to react with that. So really, I just want to show up being a loving man is my intention. And you have a child together. Yes. Okay, so you have to stay. You have to get along as friends because you have. Well, we do get along, actually. Okay, we get now along that's terrifically. Fun. Yeah, but when you try to move in close and make it more of an intense lover relationship, that's when that uh, crazy side of her comes out. Otherwise, she's okay. So when you get too close, she pushes you away. Now, unless. It sounds like unless she's unless there's something you're not seeing or not saying, if this is her MO, she's gotta get some help with this if you ever hope for the things to work out from your end. Because you that can be a nice really guy agree. and show her. Yeah, yeah, you could show her what a wonderful person you are, but if she's got this deep seated issue, you can't cure it. She's always gonna fall back to the old MO, Dave, unless she gets unless she finds an outlet, and and ideally, if she can get into therapy or you know talk to a counselor, to get to the root of what's causing it. Because she, if she doesn't get there, you could be beyond perfect, and it, she's still going to have she's still going to find ways. And that's what it feels to me in the energy that no matter what you do, she finds ways to throw up her hands and you know, walk away from things and give up on it. It's like in a snap of a finger I feel her giving up on things. Uh, that's it, yes. And if you didn't do anything bad, you know, you have to be honest with yourself here because we're only hearing what you're telling no, us. No, really, you really I haven't. I initially, haven't. you didn't walk out on her when she had the baby or anything. Well, she that feels, she was, she she feels a very strong sense of abandonment. Um, so even if he didn't abandon her, she feels abandoned, and that's why she walked away from it. I could feel I'm trying it. to find out if it's justified, though. Then it would be she might still have a problem, but I'm trying to find how much of it comes from reality and how much of it is a fantasy. And Dave seems to be presenting it as though it's almost a total fantasy on her part. Well, I kind of buy into that. I'm not saying okay. that he, I feel she felt abandoned whenever he didn't give her the attention that she needed. And I feel theoretically she needs attention 24-7. And even if she had the attention 24-7, she would still be feeling abandoned. She'd find something else to, to you know, throw up her hands at. Is that not true, Dave? Uh, that's the way it's appearing. So it's like right, and that's the way I'm reading it, Jean. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's fine. I'm not, I'm saying that that probably is the case if you're reading reading it also. I just uh, giving her the benefit of the doubt since she's not the one we're listening to. If right. nothing that, that, that you did, you know. So, you so the question I have is then, then the question. The question I have is, how might I want to show up? You know, I don't, I'm afraid to ask this woman on a date because I don't know where we're at at any time. <laughs> you know, I don't know whether to move forward or just be kind of nonchalant and just be there in a loving way. Um, well, from a psychic perspective, I still feel what, what Dr. Jean was saying before is she, she, in order for you guys to be able to rebuild this relationship, I truly feel... Dr. Jean mentioned it, that she should get some sort of help. And even you guys together should. So you learn how to pick up on those nuances when she's about to go into one of her abandonment, you know, issues or periods. And then you learn how to deal with it better. So I really feel you, you as a couple, should go into counseling and she as an individual. Short of that, you know, the problem is, that, and Dr. Jean could also elaborate on this from a psychological standpoint, if you are anything other than what you are, what you truly are in a relationship, it will never work out either. You know, you're going to end up building up resentments and, and, and things aren't going to end up working out. But, you know, don't give her anything. In a nutshell, don't give her anything to, to, to find fault with intentionally. Like anything that you feel she would feel threatened about, don't do it to the best of your ability. And if she starts in with the abandonment, you know, with pushing you away, um, maybe Dr. Jean can give you some ideas of things to say to her. My gut feeling is if you just said, honey, what's wrong? What are you feeling? You know, talk to me about it instead of letting you, you react or her react on it. I feel she spins out of control because she's not getting from you the reaction that she wants because I feel in your energy, Dave, you feel perplexed. You don't get it. And you don't understand what's going on, so you kind of shut down, and she feels more abandoned because of you shutting down. So, if, is that true? Is that the way it plays out? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Okay, so Dr. Jean, based on that information, what 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 guidance could you give him well, as far as how to interact with her? When she starts getting upset, he should certainly ask her what she means or clarify what he means, because sometimes when someone's really upset or has an issue, they always interpret everything in the worst possible way. Like if you say you have to go out for five minutes and, and buy something, she doesn't want to let you out because her, her dad went out, you know, the story about the man went out to buy a pack of cigarettes and never came home. So she tries to squeeze you and hold you there, and that makes you want to get away from her. Uh, also, you just have to except that if she she's going to rant for a while. If she's got this problem and it's that significant, she's going to have her tantrums, no matter how you are, because this is coming from her. So even if she gets help, this is a, a part of her personality. Do you want to really work on things? You have a child together, so you have some bases. You know each other. You know her bad points. Uh, you don't know a new person. But do you really want to work on dating her and deepening this and hopefully being together again? Or is this preventing you from getting on with your own life and maybe dating somebody that's easier to be with? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I'm really happy being I'm 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 Mr. Mom. I, I do the cooking, I do I do all the work around the house and I'm I'm happy. 
if I could just make a connection with this person. And it it would be some sort of a connection that would be there, you know, at least half the time. And, and what she does is it's not like an anger or conflict. There's not any conflict. It's withdrawing. It's withdrawing into silence and, and uh, you know, a semi-depressed, uh, a go yeah. from a high and low, blood sugarish type, you know, uh, a low. That's the husband that goes down in the basement and spends hours down there playing with his toy trains or the computer or watching television. She'd rather be alone. Now, let's just say, hypothetically, if you could just be with the child and she decided to go live elsewhere and come and visit once a week, would that be okay? Are you staying there only for the child? Or do you really want to be with this woman if there was no child? I think he really wants to be with her. But obviously you answer that, Dave. But in your energy, I feel a sincerity to be with her. Well, I, I I couldn't put it out of the context if my daughter wasn't involved. I think it's a beautiful thing to have the three of us together, myself, and I would do anything to make that happen. Well, then maybe you're going to have to find other interests. It sounds like a lot of your interests revolve around the home, and it's great if it revolves around your daughter, but you're either going to have to find things that you can do together with your daughter or that you can do with friends, or are, are you working now, or, or you're – on break. Uh, uh, I, I do. I do mentoring, and uh, I'm a okay. musician. I'm just kind of getting started so have, again. You make your own hours, and it's creative work, and that's a good thing. You have a lot of time, but maybe you have too much time, and you've got to spend a little more time on other activities because this woman can only give so much. So what I tell people when they say, "Look, my husband doesn't want to do anything; he just wants to sit and watch TV." Well, you know, you find friends, you find family. You know, in your case, you don't have to go out with other women, but there's nothing wrong with going with guy friends. I don't know if any of your family is around. Uh, if you could take your daughter on play dates with other kids and you'd meet moms and dads because a lot of dads now have their own business and they're more involved. Uh, you know, you can't depend on her to provide a social life or, or activities to you because she, for her own reasons, doesn't want to do a lot. Hopefully, she gets help with her depression. If she gets, if she needs medication, she might need some mild uh, thing. There's nothing wrong with that if it makes her feel better. But she has to first accept she has a problem, then get that's some the kind problem. of medication, and yeah, then you the find ways. What? Well, what's the problem? I don't Med- feel she knows that. I feel she blames no, Dave. She <laughs> I don't feel she sees that. You know, she's overreacting or withdrawing I just don't feel she sees it. Is that true, Dave? You know, it, the, the dilemma I'm in, I've I've been told everything. I mean, it's from one extreme to another. So, uh only my imagination can dictate what's real and what's not. How old is your daughter? Uh 8. Oh, okay, I'm going to say it's too late. It's not postpartum depression at this point. But, you know, I don't see that she's going to change that much just by you wishing for her to change. So you either have to find a way to compromise and live with it, and the joy that you get is when the three of you are together and and your wife's on good behavior and you find enough other stuff as a musician, you have to work a lot of holidays and odd hours anyway, so maybe it's great that she doesn't want to always go out and party and, you know, you, 
So that's certainly an option for you. But, again, you can't demand that, that she change and remake her personality, especially if she's not motivated. Well, the reason for my call was, at this point, I can't even tell if we're in a relationship. At this point, I don't. She's backed up so far that it's like I don't know if we're roommates or, or whatever. I, I really can't read it anymore. Okay, so then let me let me let me say this because I feel I feel from a psychic perspective you are still in a relationship. I feel the need and the desire and the um, you know what I said even earlier, like the passion in her. Um, I don't feel she's emotionally walked away from it. I feel, you know, with her, it feels to me when she pulls away, she doesn't know how to step forward. She relies on you to step forward to her. So you're, you guys are sort of training each other to do that. She's training you to um, be the, the aggressor and the person that steps forward every time she steps back. So I feel the best approach at this time is talk, is dialogue, it's conversation. Don't, you know, rush into anything but start finding out, talk to her, not just, oh, how's the weather, but how, how she feels, what she needs, what she wants, what you can do to make her happy. Is there anything she needs from you? Those kinds of questions, I feel, even if she says no, nothing, you know, off the top, I feel those things are, are going to be sort of like the bridge that's going to soften her and get her to say, yeah, you know, what I really do need is for you to do this, that, or the other thing, and that's going to be your ticket to start really talking to her and say, you know, honey, I, I will. I, you know, you just, you know, all you need to do is tell me. Or, you know, Gene, what would, you, how would, she, how would he react if she says, yeah, I do need this, that, or the other thing? Well, I mean, that would be that would be a wonderful step if she told you exactly why she was upset and what it was she needed from you, and it was something concrete. Try to narrow it down well, to whatever. Well, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened today because it'll 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 bring it home. And, and an ex boyfriend of hers is keep calling her and asking her out. And I asked her today what was wrong. She says, "Well, I'm kind of depressed because because he keeps calling." And I said, "Well, why don't you just tell him not to call?" And she says, "Well, I I can't tell him just not to call." <laughs> she can. Because she's a married woman with a child, and and she's committed to the relationship. Is she saying, I'm too uh, non-assertive, and I want you to get on the phone and tell him not to call? No. I think what she's really saying is she needs attention, and this person's giving her attention. Okay. That's what I hear and feel in her energy. So, so again... But you see, the the weird part of it is... The weird part of it is with what you just said, it's the push and pull thing. It's the abandonment thing. I mean, she thinks that, but I couldn't possibly give her any more attention. What you're, what you're saying to do, I do that all day long. I really, I, I'm not a saint or anything, but I'm really putting the effort forth. And <laughs> I don't know what else to do because right. I, I try to move forward and I get right. no, I get no response. Right, she needs help in doing this, and, and maybe you need to put it on the table because, see, her abandonment issues are going to kick in if she thinks you're ready to walk away, if you're really yeah. ready to walk away. So, and granted, she could pick up her, she could, a typical abandonment response would be, well, I'm going to leave him before he leaves me. But, but she may be fearful enough and not want to lose the situation um, to, to at least be willing to talk about it. 
I mean, you know, to just continue in the way that you are without getting her to see that, A, she has a problem, and B, you know, to make a commitment to work at the relationship, um, is, you know, you could continue to do what you're doing, but very little is going to change until she really wants it to change. I feel you can get her. See, I feel the dialogue that you're doing with her is not addressing really what her needs are. I feel you're you're almost pampering her in a way, but you're not you're not getting down to the core. You're not talking to her. You're not talking to her soul. You're not talking to her heart um, when you're talking to her. And I feel that's what she needs. Okay. So give give it a shot with with really trying to, you know, bring out, ask her, make it all about her and all about what she needs. And anything she says to you, I would just say I understand, even if she's yelling and pushing away, instead of trying to get her to see all that you're doing or get her to see what's really happening, I would just say I understand. Validate what she's feeling because that's what I feel in her energy. She doesn't feel like anybody gets her. And she doesn't gotcha. get herself. That's the problem. Gotcha. Perfect. That's right. All right. On. Well, good luck. Thank Keep you. in touch. Let us know how things work out. Blessings yeah. to you, too. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Good night. Good night. All right. Paula. Yes. Hi. Um, um, we did, that was a great call, incidentally. Um, yes, it was. It really, really was. Um, who is our next caller? I have... Stephen on the line. He is hoping for a new relationship uh, sometime soon. So he's wondering what your what your outlook on that is. All right, um, Stephen. Hi there. Hi, you know, I hope you don't mind. I was listening very closely to the previous caller, and if he's still listening, I'd really like to recommend a terrific book called Make Up, Don't Break Up. And I think if you read that. It would help him out a lot. I hope you don't mind my saying that. No, thank you. No, thank you very thank much. Thank you, yeah. That's by Dr. Bonnie Ecker-Wild. Um, she's a New York City area uh, therapist as well. You may have heard of her. It's a really terrific book. Good. All right. Okay. No, thank, you. thank you. All right. Make so up, you're, you're, All right. you're looking for love, Um and are you are you not in a relationship right now? Because the reason why I'm asking you is I'm feeling either energy, very recent energy around you, or um, if there's not a recent ending of a relationship or breakup, there certainly is somebody that you're carrying very close in your heart. So which is it? Oh, that's a loaded question. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever it is, it's going to stop yeah. you from being able to draw in what you want until we sort of clear out the past. That's why I'm asking. But you carry it very strongly in your heart. Um, I'll attempt to answer your question um, because there was more than one yes in what you were saying. Um, there is someone around me um, who has shown an interest in me, but I'm only interested in friendship. So that's part, partly an answer to what you're saying. And secondly, there is someone I was in a, a longer relationship with uh, who who we've been apart for quite a while now, um, mm-hmm. but I still think about this person, although I am not interested in being with this person. So this is a past relationship. Okay. So I'm um, really looking forward now. Okay, that's good. Um, and I hear what you're saying. Um, your heart isn't fully caught up with that. Um, so 
you know, maybe just re re look at that and just make sure that you've um, you know, worked through everything because I feel it so strongly in your energy still. Yeah, but the problem me... is this, this oh sorry. Oh no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? This is this person, um I'll just say her first name, Adriana. She uh comes back, um, not to start the relationship up again, but every couple of months she'll come back and I don't know what she wants, basically. So I've had to tell her, you know, stop doing that <laughs> several times. So that's kind of why, I don't know, her energy, I suppose, is still kind of floating around me, uh, although I've tried very, very hard to keep her away from me. Well, um, probably instead of trying to, you know, tell her to not call or, you know, to leave you alone, um, perhaps just let the calls go to voicemail or don't respond to emails or something of that nature. My gut feeling is actions will speak louder than words for her. If she can't get you or you're not responsive to her, she may try higher, harder initially, but then she will get it. I just feel that's more effective than... Because it's almost like when you said that to me um, and I'm reading her energy, I didn't buy it. I feel she doesn't buy it. She just feels, eh, you know, that's what he says today. And then she'll try another time. Also, so, she gets um, some satisfaction out of communicating and hearing his voice and 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 arguing with you because she has you to talk to. It's like you're still in her life, even if it's negative. She can voice whatever she's feeling. Whereas if it goes to voicemail or something, she might leave messages. But at least you can listen to those when you want to. Right, or not listen to them at all. So so That's, I feel yeah, that you yeah. have more control in this than you think you do, Stephen, as far as this, wo- this woman from the past. Um, I do want to say, though, when, when you said her name, um, the energy, it really is nice. Ener- she really has great energy. She really, truly does. And I'm going to tell you, she really has genuine feelings for you. So when you say you don't know what she wants, what she's looking for is a relationship. I'll tell you flat out what she wants. She does, she might not know how to address it or, or deal with it, but that's what she wants. So anyhow, uh, looking looking oh. forward, you you want me to look forward and tell you what I what I pick up, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. All right. Um. All right. I feel a potential of somebody new coming into your life, and this person I'm about to tell you about. It's not what I would consider the one for you, but it it feels to me it's going to be a significant person that enters into your life. I'm feeling it right now, July, August time frame of this year. Um, again, it's not showing itself. It's not showing itself playing out that this is the you know the, the your soulmate or the person that you're going to be with the rest of your life. But it's showing itself to be very very significant in some way, and I can almost guarantee you that when this person enters into your life, they're going to remain in your life in some capacity for a very, very long time. But the the effect of having them in your life is going to be monumental for you in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'm not getting much more than that. I'm just being told that it's a very important relationship for you. So this person's going to enter your life, as I said, the July-August time frame. When, when I find the lasting-type relationship, someone who's going to enter into your life and feels to me that it has the potential of going anywhere you want to take it. If you wanted it to go, you know, long-term committed, if you wanted it to go 
um, you know, whatever. It just has the feeling that it, it, it can go any way you really, you, not just you yourself, but you as a couple, want to take it. Um, feels to me a little bit further out. I'm going to say right now the way it shows itself to me is October of 2011, but it could go into, I would say, January or February of 2012. So that relationship feels a bit further out, but it feels to me to be incredibly aligned with your energy. The person, to me, um, I'm seeing her, she's about five foot five, um, dark hair to the shoulder, bangs, um, very, very pretty. She re- kind of reminds me of, um, um, what's her name, that that, that girl on, on, on that, do you ever watch that TV show Glee? That, that girl with uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Okay. She has a beautiful voice, this girl. But she's very, I think she's very pretty. I can't think of her name. But um, in any event, um, she's an attractive girl. She feels to me, she does something with teaching. I'm not saying she's a school teacher, but there's something that she does having to do with either education, teaching, scholastics, something of that nature. Um, her energy overlaps with yours. I mean, I almost have the chills in feeling it. It's a phenomenal um, connection, phenomenal overlapping of energy. She's the one, like I said, it, the relationship could go anywhere you want to go with it. I mean, it has the potential of going long-term serious. Um, you know, it just does. It feels really right. But this other person for the summer in some way is going to be a very, very important person entering into your life. Oh, so you okay, have two so amazing women, you know, heading towards you in 2011. Okay, I, I actually misunderstood you, but I understand now. So you were talking about two different uh, future relationships. Yes, yes. One one feels to me, like I said, that first one, um, monumental, but it doesn't show itself as being lasting, but it shows itself to be very important to you in some way, shape, or form. Either they're going to, I don't know, some change or or opportunity, or they're going to teach you something. Something very important is going to come out of that relationship and most likely a lifelong friend as well, but the second person is where I feel the the potential. This one that feels like it has something to do with scholastic or education or something feels to me the potential of really being, quote-unquote, the the one for you. Okay. Uh, the the first person, and this isn't the friend that I mentioned, or I mean, is this somebody I, I haven't met or somebody who that I currently know? That you have know? not yet met, met. It feels like oh, a new okay. energy coming in. Okay, yeah, because, yeah, this uh, this person around me now, I, I just want to be friends. So, okay, so that sounds very, very interesting. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Well, keep us posted and let us know how it turns out. Oh, okay, absolutely. Okay, will you take care? Take care. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Um, we have a few more minutes. Um, Paula, is there, an, I think there is another caller waiting. Yes, there is. Um, her name is Val, and she also has questions about her relationship. Okay. Val? Hi, Hi yes. Val. How are Hi. you? How are you, ladies? Good, good. How are good. you? I'm good, thank you. Um, I spoke to you a while back, actually. It's been, well, a little, it's been, yeah, it's been a while. Um, and I have been doing a few things with um, a gentleman that I've, known for a long time, we've kind of been intertwined, whatever, but um, I've pulled back a lot. I mean, we talk on a little more of a friendly 
level when we do talk, but I kind of started to stand my ground and um we're not you know, we're not really together at this point, but I'm just kind of wondering what you see um if you feel this is going to come back around on a stronger you know, on a stronger level. Basically what you see with this, let me just put it like that. What is the person's first name? Jeffrey. Um, one thing that jumps out at me with this, and 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 I, I do want to say I feel a lot of very genuine, you know, feelings, and I feel a nice connection between the two of you. So even if it's been up and down and everywhere in between, which it kind of feels <laughs> me, it has been. Um, there is there is something very genuine about you know the two of you. There just is, and it it even even when I said that word, you know, that phrase, the two of you, it feels like either you. Words that you would say or he would say because it just resonated in a big, big way within me. Um, what I kind of want to say is I, I feel so much hurt and so much aggravation and so much lack of trust in the relationship right now that it 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 almost feels like you know putting some space in between you guys for a while or really making a committed effort to work things out because I'm feeling a lot of bad patterns. Almost like um, there's a there's no nice way of putting this. It almost has a an element of him. Um, I don't. It's almost like a cocky kind of feeling, you know, like him feeling you're there and you know he's he's the one and he could do whatever he wants to do. And that's kind of what it feels like in energy. Um, so is he is he does he show you that in a way? I mean. Um, is there, you know, because it almost feels to me that you guys can go on and off and he knows that you're there. I mean, he knows that he always can come back, and that's what it kind of he feels like. He can come and go as he pleases, so why yeah, should he exactly. do anything else? Is that um, indeed what's going on? Because it feels like that's what's going on, and it feels like he knows that you're there, and he feels like he doesn't have to do anything to, to you know, like win you over anymore. Right. Well, that's why I said I've started to stand my ground a lot more with him to say, uh, you know, okay, we're going to either compromise here, you're going to hear, you know, or you better listen to what I have to say. And if you don't want to compromise, that's fine. It's okay. But we're playing by some of my rules now. And I feel, you know, not that I'm a witch about it, but basically just saying matter of factly, okay, you know, there's two of us. Um, and you know, and I feel when I'm like that, I, I get a little further because yes, I think definitely in his mind he's you know she's always going to be there. I could go you know blow up China and she'd still be there, or I could do this and you know I mean whatever it was. And you know now I'm like uh uh-uh, uh no, a few well, changes here, buddy. I almost feel with him you're going to get the best results by. Um, your actions even more so than words. Um, I, I understand that you need to define your boundaries and, you know, create a new set of rules, which it sounds like you're trying to do, which is great. But it feels to me the almost like, and, and probably this is a, a male thing more than anything else, um, the way he processes things, it's sort of like, you know, he can shut down your words and not, fully get it and not fully hear it, but your actions are going to speak 
eons more, and he's going to get it. So if you, you know, whatever it is that, that he wants, if he's not giving you what you want, then don't give him what he wants. Okay. And basically don't even say a word, just show up on my actions. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I kind of feel it's going to fall on deaf ears, and he knows how to shut you out. And he knows uh-huh. it's like same old, same old, and he doesn't even listen or hear it anymore. And he may agree to stuff, but it's never, I don't feel it's going to change significantly until you significantly change. Okay. That does make a lot of sense. That, um, do you feel that going forward, I mean, do you feel that between the two of us we can make progress? I guess I feel like this is the person I'm supposed to be with. Just maybe it needs to be tweaked a little. Um, it needs to be tweaked a little bit more than a little. And well, I, I don't know. mean that I don't really mean to be mean about it, but it does no, because um you both need to tweak here. But uh, you know, it's in your hands. We you don't realize how much power you have here. Um if you choose to keep things the way they are and not stand your ground and when I say stand your ground I mean more show him the new version of you um, then I feel it's going to keep on being what it is but if you could assert yourself and really create a whole new set of ground rules um, it has the potential of, of improving it's still as much as you think that he's truly the one for you and I'm not going to say he is or isn't because the energy isn't bad but there's Areas like the way I see energies overlapping, I'm finding a lot of areas within you that are not that perfectly aligned, and that um, kind of—I don't want to say it's a tug of war, but it's certainly an opposing viewpoint. And I'm not saying an opposing viewpoint is a bad thing, but in certain areas that you guys are opposed um, are key elements. So I'm not saying he's wrong for you. What I'm trying to say is. There are some challenges, and there is something that's critical for relationships, and that's called compromise. And that's something that he has to be vested in in order to make this really a, a success. But, Dr. Jean, do you have any, like, you know, quick advice as far as how to handle a person like this? Well, I think it's the best thing that, you know, he doesn't want to lose, and at some point you're going to have to be more involved in something else or you know, let you can't really demand commitment openly, verbally, but uh, by your behavior, if he just wants to show up the last minute, you can't make it, then uh, you're playing a little bit of hard to get, but a little bit of that that you're not just automatically there. And chances are he'll behave that way if and when, if you marry him. This is going to be his way of being, that he kind of expects you to be there at his schedule and Maybe you can train him a little bit differently. I, I mean, it's not going to change that much, though. Right, right. Um, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And, I, yeah, I totally get that. I'm working on it very hard. And, Good. Uh, <laughs> um, they say if you, oh, well, if you always do the same thing, you get the same results. So it's time to try something different. <laughs> right. You keep pushing square button A and B comes out and you don't like B, then you've got to push a different button. Exactly. So that's what I'm doing. Well, ladies, thank you so very much and have a wonderful night. Thank, thank you. you. You too. And good luck to you. Thank you. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. All right, I know that we've already run over a bit. Paula, did you have a question for me, Claire, or do you want to do it offline like tomorrow? 
Um, we can do it some other time. It's not. It's nothing um, major. It was a quick question about my daughter. But since we're over time, we certainly don't have to do it now. Well, I mean, I could end. We could end the show, and if you want me to call you, if it's important, I will. Oh no, it's not important at all. Okay, so then I'll talk to you tomorrow about it. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So um, since we've run over, no one's going to hear us say this, but, um, you know, I guess it's been – I really thought these were probably some of the better questions that we've had. I really thought oh, yeah. these callers were fabulous tonight. A good one. Good callers. Yeah, it really, really did. And I think that it was absolutely a great show. So thank you all, all of you that did call, all of you that are listening. Thank you so much for being here. And be sure to tune in next week, and you can speak directly to myself and Dr. Jean live here on the air, so don't miss it. Um, tonight, I want to I close and, and thank all of the uh, callers and listeners, and I want you to know that it's you that makes this show a success. You're what makes the show interesting and why we do the show each week. Um, and I just want to wish you a great week, and thank you to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo and Julie Zellman, and also to Paula Beck, who is not only handling the switchboard these days, but also being a big part of her show. So thank you also, Paula, as well. And many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. So have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week. And remember to reclaim you. We're here, we're here to honor and support you and provide the guidance and help you need to aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all. Good night.